tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Okay, folks, I'll feature a little bit for a moment. Hi there. Um, hi there, Dan. Gary, go for it. <laughs> okay, we've been naughty boys. Well, I have anyway, and I've been Very buying... naughty boy. <laughs> I've been buying some things and setting some guitars up. So I've bought my guitars round, both of them, uh, which have been set up by Pedro Martins in Brighton. He's a fantastic guy, very reasonably priced. I'm really pleased with the setups that I've got. Pedro's a man, no job too small. So he has given me uh, some new Iron Gear pickups for my Epiphone 335, which we're going to test out. And he's also set up my Gibson J45 acoustic, which we're probably not going to look at today. Because the idea that I wanted to share with us today was about um, getting the sounds that I need for various things. So I wanted to show you quickly before the lesson begins, this pedal board, which is the pedal board which I use. You see it's got the... We need some down. Velcro there. <laughs> uh, it's got the compressor on there. It's got the overdrive on there. It's got a flanger. It's got the um, GE7 equaliser. It's got delay, chorus, uh, tuner, and everything else on there. So um, I've brought this along, and Dan, hopefully, is going to show me how to get some of the different sounds that we can get with the, with my guitars, if that's okay. Let's, let's give it a go. So let's move these pedals into <laughs> erstwhile position. So as you saw from uh, Gary's pedal board, it's, it's like the classic sort of setup the weekend warrior setup certainly is yeah you know <laughs> not overly sort of small not huge either but a decent array of sounds which is not going to break the bank especially if you buy it a bit at a time uh, and it's going to give you a good selection of sounds yeah so in the modulation department as gary mentioned we've got uh, a chorus pedal now this is the tc corona chorus um it's a decent chorus. You can download the tone prints from the TC website, so that's cool. Uh, we've also got a Boss TU3 tuner, a uh, chromatic tuner. Is that a TU3 or a TU2, sir? TU2. Oh, TU2. <laughs> so TU2, the, the industry standard. Uh, we've got a Boss Delay and also a Boss Equalizer. The, com, the, the Corona Chorus, the Delay and the Equalizer are in the loop. The Delay... And the chorus to keep them sounding clean when you're using distortion um, on the amp in particular. Realise if you're going into a clean or cleanish amp, you could reconfigure the order of the pedals to get around this. Yeah. The equaliser gives you a solo boost, so that's very very handy. And although some amps have a sort of built-in set boost for solos, every situation, every room, every band is different, so it's nice to be able to tweak it just exactly. And the equaliser allows you to roll off a little bit of bottom end if you want to, or roll off a little bit of high end, whilst incre increasing the volume and getting a, a more sculpted solo tone. Certainly gives me some variation, because I do have the uh, boost on my amp. 
Mm. And sometimes it's too much, and the equaliser fits in between, you know, all this kind of thing. Mm. It gives me a bit more variety to work with. That's right. I mean, the boost on the amp gives you an increase in gain. There are some amps, too, that will do that and give you an increase in volume. But it's nice to have the tweakability. If I play in a three-piece, you know, if I don't, if I have too much volume, rather, sorry, I end up, you know, walking all over the bass and the drums and, 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 and it makes my rhythm guitar sound like it's a distant a distant memory. Yes. You know, whereas yeah. if I'm playing with another guitar player and he's obviously on my frequencies as I'm on his to get over that in a live situation, if the band isn't mic'd up, I need more volume. Yeah. So it depends who you're playing with, what the setup is. In a three-piece, you might only need a little gentle nudge, a little boost. And if you're... If you're through a PA system with a mic in front of your amp or something like that, a PA system is far more sensitive yeah. than the you know, than the human ear in a room. So while you might want a room-filling sound to boost your solos through and really cut through the mix and cut above everybody else, um, you may not need nearly as much if, if you're playing in the same outfit and you're going through a PA system. Yeah. But so having the ability to tweak that is, for me personally, is very, very important. Through the front end, we have a classic Jim Dunlop Wah-Wah. We've got the Boss CS3 compressor. Again, it's an industry standard compressor. will offer you all the sustain and compression you could possibly desire. We've got the Boss OD3 Overdrive. And I'm going to show you how to use that in a couple of different ways, depending on what you want to do with it. And we've also got a classic old 80s Yamaha flanger. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good bit of kit, I think. I'm glad it's still on there, actually. Yep. Still there after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> so my question uh, to you, Dan, if that's okay, mm. is um, here's all my gear. I'm playing a gig soon. We've got about six, seven songs we're yep. hoping to be playing. And uh, I wonder if you could have a look at the different configuration for each of those tunes, just for the sound. Okay. What do you want to start? Can we start with All Right Now by Free? All Right Now by Free. <laughs> okay, so I better tell the folks, although they probably know already, about your Custom 24. So this is a PRS Custom 24 from 2015. We've got the 8515 pickups, which are a sort of um, a kind of sort of mid-output. They nestle around about the sort of six, six, five, sorry, eight, five, eight, six. Yeah. 8.7 sort of DC output. We realise that's just a rough guide, but the guide it still is. So the, the bridge is wound slightly hotter than the neck pickup. With this guitar, we've got a bridge pickup in position one, bridge pickup with neck split. Yep. So in other words, the neck acting as a single core. In the middle, it's the two humbuckers on together, like the classic central position of a Les Paul. In position four... I believe it's the two inner coils which give you the most sort of stratty kind of sound. Yep. Um, Sounds right to me. Yeah, it's it's a definitely got fender kind of flavour. And then lastly, position five, we've got the neck. Now, some of this will be useful or not so useful depending on how you run your rig. So we're going to run some couple a couple of different ways we're going to show you how you can run it and see what you think. Okay. Cheers. Now, no problem. Now, I do most of my sort of sounds from the guitar, I'll be honest. 
and I don't use overdrive pedals. I do use a clean boost into my amp to hit the front end harder, and both my amps have two master volumes, so there's a boost there for solos. Yeah. So in terms of gain stages, both of my amps have at least a couple of different gain stages you can use. My Cornford has the clean channel, then there's stage one and two on the overdrive side, so that's an increase in gain as we go from stage one okay. to stage two. So essentially, it's like a three-channel amp, but then you can boost each channel as well, or each different sound. That's nice, isn't well. it? Yeah, that's it's very the, handy. Yeah. So if you're looking at it, technically there's six sounds from one amplifier, but essentially it's three sounds, but at two different volume levels. Now what I do when I'm using my amplifier, especially if I'm using the lower gain sound, I can use that for all sorts of things. Yeah. From almost clean through to, you know, surprisingly gamey. Okay. You know, it sort of takes you from sort of edge of breakup, Beatles, 60s kind of sort of edge of breakup sounds through to ACDC and Van Halen 1. Yeah, okay. If you're using a clean boost through the front. It's a very, very versatile channel. The gain-boosted version of that channel has much more drive. It's like you've got an amp which is already driving and then you're going to put an overdrive pedal on top. So it's much gainier. As a result, I would argue it's got a slightly more modern sound, it's slightly more bottom end, uh, a lot more gain on tap as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you add more gain, as you'll know if you've been watching this channel or others which talk about tone and things, the more gain you add in, the less sensitive controls on your guitar are so when you're using very little gain when you back off the volume it makes quite a big difference to the volume and it makes a big difference to the gain as the sounds get gainier when you back off your volume you really don't lose much volume yeah, yeah but yeah. you can sort of bleed Clean out some out. of the yeah, yeah. some of the, the sort of gain so the way i work is if i'm using a, a say a drive sound i might have my guitar volume on five or something like that or possibly lower, not usually more than about five or so for drive sounds, and that will give me my crunch. I'll then hit my second master volume, I'll get a nice volume jump, and depending on the level of gain I want in my signal for a solo, if I'm doing a country rock solo, I might leave it where it is. Yeah. If I'm doing an out-and-out rock-tastic solo and I need plenty of gain for those Larry licks, then I'll wind up the volume on my guitar, therefore putting more gain into the signal. What you've got to remember is on a clean sound, your volume on your guitar does what it says on the tin. It's a volume control. The level goes up, the level comes down. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> when it comes to using gain, it acts a lot, lot more like a gain control. Yeah, okay. You know, and the more gain you have, the more it acts like a gain control, the less it acts like a volume control because of the lack of sensitivity and the compression in the game in the game yeah okay so let's work at getting some sounds here so we've got a humbucker sound so for all right now we're gonna go there's the verse riff then there's the chorus yeah and then there's the solo i guess does that make sense yeah i mean what i tend to do is is for the for the verse and chorus i use the same sort of sound now to start with i'm going to go into a clean amp and then i'm going to show you what i would do with a dirty amp okay yep cool so Got a bit of reverb on the amp. Don't know if you can hear that. Now I'm going to start with the tone on 10. 
everybody does. I'm going to hit the drive. Well, that's okay. I'm going to put a little bit more top end there. A little bit more treble, folks. Now that's with my tone on 10 on the guitar. Yeah. Now that's okay. Yeah. That sort of works. So what I often do to give me more room to move, because if you're on 10 on your guitar, on 10 on your tone, there's nowhere to go. You know, you've, you've got, you can't get the sound brighter without fiddling with other stuff. So I tend to roll my guitar tone back. Yeah. Usually it nestles around the sort of six. Between sort of five and six, six and a half. Yeah. For, for my regular sound. Not that. Sorry, <laughs> wrong chord. So at ten. It's not hugely different. It's just a little bit warmer. With yeah, the game, with the yeah. tone rolled back. Also, if I was doing, say, things where I wanted it cleaner, say I went to the single coil sounds, if I left the tone on five, I might not have quite enough chime in there. Yeah. So I might wind the tone up to ten. Gotcha. To yeah. bring back my chime. Hence, I would work it like that. So using the OD3, I've got the volume at around about 10 o'clock. I've got the gain at about 2 o'clock. And I've got the tone at around about 12. Yeah. Going straight into a clean amp. So, I mean, there there are better ways of getting this sound. Yeah. You know, if you use that, that through an amp with a bit of hair on it, it's going to sound different. But I'd also keep my volume backed off to about half, maybe. <laughs> There's several reasons why I do this. For one, you don't get as much gain in the signal. So it's not as much of a mess. It makes your guitar easier to control. It makes your guitar quieter. Yep. All things, if you go and see an amateur gig, if people haven't got this stuff under their fingers, it's, you know, sometimes the difference between the, the band that's polished and the band that's not. Yeah. You know, so it makes the whole guitar more manageable. The other thing, too, is that most guitars, especially fairly sort of modern designs like the PRS Custom 24, have a treble bleed in them. Now, yeah. I have guitars, most of mine with treble bleeds, some without. And all it is is a capacitor. And this capacitor goes across a couple of the tags on the volume, I believe, and it bleeds out the bottom end, leaving the treble behind. What it means is when the volume is all the way up, the sound... <laughs> thicker and more bass heavy than when it's backed off. Yeah. Now, there isn't a massive difference that you can hear, but you'll hear it on certain sounds and maybe on the higher stream. Yeah. But more sustained, yeah. Yeah. But as you as it bleeds the bass off, it cleans the sound up. Okay. Um Ideally, I think guitars sound best when 
the treble bleed is quite sort of progressive. And so you almost don't realise it's there, but it's just allowing you to get a little more um, a little more clarity as you back the volume off. Very important when you're using gain. So I've got the volume about half. Tone back on. Now what does that do for me? Well, for one, I've got room to move when it comes to the solo. I could hit the equaliser and get a volume jump. I may decide that's enough and that gives me enough. It's hitting the power amp harder. Yeah. Working that a little bit harder. And if I've got my amp wound up to stage volume, sometimes that's enough. Yeah. That gives you enough extra sustain and extra oomph. Even though you haven't touched your volume knob and increased the levels of gain, you hit the power amp harder and that's doing its job. Okay. In fact, that's quite a good sound. <laughs> actually sound pretty good to me yep if you feel that's doing what it should then that's absolutely fine that'll work for you yep if you want more juice you have it on tap yeah 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 yeah. and you may even find that for certain bits you want it like that bit where you've got two strings kind of clashing together yeah but that's part of the solo that you want it cleaner for that bit but when you do the bends now I yeah. maxed it out there and the sustain was the sustain was good yeah because my, my notes were dying last time I was rehearsing with that a little bit right but on the top ones remembering that this turns into a gain control when you use overdrive is all yeah. important because it's always a balance between getting the guitar under control yeah and also getting out of the guitar what you want yeah okay you know, if you if you don't use that volume control at the right moments, you can find yourself robbed of the extra gain and sustain that you want and need. Okay. Conversely, you can find yourself, you know, fighting a runaway train. Gotcha. If you haven't reeled it in when you want to. At the end of solos, the end of phrases, when you want to tidy it up, you don't, you know, you might come to the end of the solo. <laughs> that volume off then it's going to tidy it up then gotcha. you go back to your rhythm sound right perfect thank yep. you yeah, so that's, that's one way of using it the other way of using it and I won't go through all of the whys and wherefores we've yeah. heard those now um if you went to a, an amp sound that's maybe got a little bit of hair on it, so it's not particularly meaty, all of the other rules apply. But some guitarists run an amp like this, maybe an old Marshall or something like that, just on the edge of breakup. Obviously, all it means is that now your overdrive on top. may start to compress a little bit. Yeah, okay. 
So, reading in the game might. <coughs> So too much gain on top of one another gives a rather nasty compressed kind of sound to the note. So this is the sound you're starting with. Now I've backed off the gain on the pedal. So you have to be a little bit aware of that. Yeah. If you're using the sounds in the amp, so we're going to go now. That's what I always have done up to now, I suppose. Me too. I mean, I'm I'm an amp distortion kind of a guy. Yeah. I think part of part of it is my logic. Yeah. My logic is why am I going to lash a couple of grand on a lovely amp and then run it clean? Yeah. I mean, there are some lovely amps. Don't get me wrong, like some of the Fender stuff and the Two Rocks, the Boogies, that have amazingly lush clean sounds. So I can understand why people do do it. Yeah. Um, but for me, I tend to use more of the gainy sounds. Yeah. So I'm looking for an amp that rocks, but has a good, clean sound to boot. But I'm trying to cover all the bases of what people might use, you know, how they might run their amps, how they might use their amps and pedals. So here I'll set up a fairly... Sort of meaty sound. Yeah. Now this is my go-to sound on the Marshall. This is a JVM2... It's the high gain one point, or what? Sorry, one a twelve inch speaker, one by twelve. Yeah, combo. Um, it does a load of other sounds as well as you've just seen, but this is my go-to sound, which is like a hot rodded JCM eight hundred. <laughs> Change a single chord, pick up some crank up the tone. I can play country on it, no problem. Yeah, okay, cool. So I can get it to go almost clean. Go to the full on humbuckers, however. Pretty juicy tone. Spot on, yeah. So if I was using that kind of sound, now in terms of effects, if I'm playing an older record and I want to keep the originality in it, yeah. What I'm not going to do is lash a load of delay and stuff on it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> there are times I think with songs where that works really well. I've always played all right now, fairly straight. Yeah. Okay. I think it's got such kind of punctuated rhythm, delay, and things like that. Might not sound so great yeah. with it. Okay. People may beg to differ, but um, that's my take. So I could use a sound like this. And really, it's just how far up do I want the volume control? I was how like, much gain you got. Yeah. Yeah. 
loads of stone. How much do you want? You wouldn't use any compression on that then. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I've got a delay going on here. Gary's delay, which I said. <laughs> using a sort of a, a delay under most circumstances, that sort of setting would be kind of like a an always on go to delay setting. Yeah. So if I wanted a more modern sound with a bit a bit more kind of air in it maybe than just reverb. In fact let's get a bit more of the old feedback going on yeah. I think. Yeah. Feedback. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. We've got a little halo around the <laughs> So that I would use a delay possibly like that for a lot of different stuff, but if I was doing retro stuff I would probably be period correct as as best I could. Yeah. So in the tones, I realise it's compromised, but with the effects, you know, they don't really have delay pedals back then, so it can sometimes sound a little bit out of place. Cool. Unless you're looking to completely reinvent the wheel and sort of modernise the that's, sound. That's cool for all right now. The other songs we're playing, and bear, bear in mind, this is always very off the cuff, isn't it, our lessons? So. Incredibly. <laughs> more than ever tonight, I'm afraid. Um, the next one on the bill is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Is that something you can... Right. Or, or should we just flick through and go to something else? So probably with Dreams, I might have a fairly a low-gain sound. It's just uh, F and G. quite a low gain sound yeah I've gone for the bridge humbucker with neck split yeah okay it sounds quite nice the reason why is because sometimes with the modern clean sounds they're great kind of for funk or for when you want real sparkle and chime yeah but as you can hear It's quite clinical. Yeah, yeah. Quite pristine, some of them. It's quite top-heavy, doesn't it? Whereas when there's a little bit of grit in there, yeah, I don't know, I, th- I think sometimes that sounds quite nice. Yeah. Now you could add a little bit of delay... Down, 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 down. 
That's not the right nose, but no, I know the one you, you mean. Seven, four, and two. So you could introduce a compressor. For that, yeah? Ooh. Oh. So using the compressor, that was actually a better example of the whole Gilmore thing, really. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're getting a lower gain sound to kind of compete sustain-wise with a, with a higher gain sound, but without the, the gain. Yeah. Right. That's really good. I'll, I'll play around with that. So compression for the, and, and delay, probably. Mm. Yeah. Something like Dreams, you know, it's quite an atmospheric song. Yeah. Now, although I said earlier about something like All Right Now, you know, a bit of verb is probably all you want with that, and about maintaining some of the period correctness. This is true, I believe, but I think discernment is required as well. If you need to bring on the ambience, you, know, you yeah. play a song like Jimi Hendrix's Little Wing... You can play it just with a bit of verb, for example. That's fine. But if you want to, adding in a bit of delay. Very, very atmospheric. So yeah. you have to be discerning. Yeah, okay. And decide what's going to work best for you. The, the next one's a very quick thing. I'm pla- the, the, there's a keyboard um, uh, guy who's also ma- the main singer, and he pulls mm-hmm. the keyboard out for this. We're doing Sweetest Thing by U2, and uh, the other guitarist is covering a lot of kind of riffs and stuff like that. So I'm literally playing along with the keyboard. So what are you playing at the moment? I, I'm, pl- I'm playing uh, just very clean sound. Uh, I think I use a little bit of delay on that one. I'm just do 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 do. C. Show show me, Gary. Okay. Show me. So is that okay? Am I out of the way for everyone? That's it. So I'm going. I've not messed around with the sound at all. Right? Yeah, I mean, with something like that, just to just to help the keyboard along or something. What you might consider um, is moving the part to a register, maybe where you can get more control over the notes because you're okay. using less open strings. Yeah, that might help.
Okay, sure. I'm just doing bar chords instead. Yeah, yeah okay, gotcha. In terms of the delay factor, you could do maybe a longer. See how that sounds. So that's keyboard. quite cool, isn't it? Yeah. That is really cool, yeah. Like if you that. want to make it super twanky, you could bring in a... It's very uh, edge-like. Or do we refer to him in other ways? I think The rim. <laughs> the rim. further up to positions up here so the 8th fret and a couple of other shapes and then went into arpeggio so halfway through the verse just to change it up we go from this Yeah. They were actually using one of the edges tricks of playing against the delay. Wizardry. Isn't it? <laughs> Love it. And then you've got Brilliant. you've got something that kind of works. Yeah, okay. So a bit of then. chorus and a little bit more. We added a little bit more time, so we uh, extended the length of it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, in the second part, I've detuned the E string down to a D, so we might need to just talk about this. And we do a uh, the, the rocky heavier version of on a plane. Uh, so I guess I just use the amp. Overdrive. I maybe. think probably probably if you, you're talking the sort of Nirvana stuff. Yeah, it's just uh, D. Now, when I was called to do sort of heavier things in that regard, yeah. what I would tend to do is where I would normally back my volume off and make yeah. it all tidy, I'd kind of do the opposite. Chuck it all on. Number 10. Yeah. Yeah. I um, used to do what's that one creep by Radiohead? Oh yeah, yeah. And I wanted the guitar to have less control about it. Yeah. I wanted the guitar to fight me a bit. Yeah. So when it came to the chorus, So yeah. sometimes you can also use the wild 
out of controlness of you know you, you know single notes obviously doesn't make such a massive horrible racket as yeah. crashing through loads of notes when you've got gain you know you they're, they're just not they're not cool. going to compress as much they're not going to be as noisy and as in your face yeah okay but sometimes uh, there's those moments when you know you want it in your face yeah 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 on a plane will be that yeah. Right, so it's got very little dynamics in the song. It's less dynamics than creep, I think. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's on the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, you can use that sort of thing because you know sometimes I find if I'm doing that more kind of sort of roughed up kind of sound, I have to rough my playing up. Yeah, and sort of take away some of the tidiness that exists that I've worked so hard to achieve. Yeah. I don't have this problem. <laughs> and, then, and then actually input back in sort of the you know. Okay, cool. It's a bit like years ago, I remember watching like how they made Shrek, you know, the yeah. movie Shrek with all the animation. They said, we actually got it where it looked too real. Yeah. You know, we actually had to remove yeah, some of the real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's the same sort of thing with, with the playing, you know, when when forced to play that kind of stuff, if you want to play with any authenticity, you, you, you know, you, you've got to kind of like think like Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. Like Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> should we have a quick look at the uh, Epiphone? Let's and, do that, shall we? new pickups. Let's do that. This I am excited by immensely. Yeah, so, uh, here she blows. Uh, Epiphone uh, 335 there. And there are the lovely new Iron Gear pickups, which come in at about £70 for the pair. You might want to tighten up your input jack. It's a bit loose. Oh, okay. Yeah, do so that. So you need, you need to unscrew that and make sure, you know, make sure it's all... Okay. Yeah, I'll sorry. do that. Thank you. It's okay. It's more than... Nice. Get loads of advice from Dan here, you see. Well, it's not, yeah, just, I try it's not and, just the playing. <laughs> I try and stop problems before they happen. There you go. <laughs> um, yes, thank you very much. I'll have a look at that. I'll take it back. Might need a little tune. It's an open G. I might have to show you what I'm doing, I guess. I think you might. Oh, yeah, I've got a strap fail. Oh, no. You ever had this? The amount of kids I teach, and they're like, my strap's all over the shop, man. (laughs) There we go. How, you know. (laughs) I blame Pedro. I don't really, Pedro, thanks thanks for this. It's a really great job. Okay. Guitar, what's his business? So we can give it a quick shout out. Guitar Repairs Brighton, I think. Yeah, we'll do that yep. search and, and it'll all come up. Uh, he's in uh, Portland Road in Hove. Uh, it's an open G. Yes, sorry, Dan.
<laughs> yes. Uh, single coils as well. You can split them, can't you, by pulling the... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that little feature. So, yes, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I'll show you what I'm playing on um, Jumpy Jack Flash and uh, Tom yes. and Dice. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds great. Big improvement. Should yeah. have done that myself. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. It's just, for, for the folks back home, obviously, when you've got a PRS, you're thinking, well, why has Gary gone and why is he using another guitar in any, uh, in any shape or form? What's he doing? <laughs> but to open tune a PRS because of the trem system, system you know, there. it's floating and you detune one string, every string goes out, it's a total nightmare. So uh, this is for open tunings. Finding you tricky. <laughs> so uh, for tumbling dice, it's got this. That, I think, is your sound right there, you know. Drive and tone yeah, on the OD3 at about 12. Sounds good. So it's Bruce pickup slightly rolled off on the tone. Yeah. Um, not maxed out on the volume. Yeah. There's your tone. You That's see, it. So, so many tones people think are really Magic. complicated to get. But often, if you've got a really good drive sound, yeah. like especially like a classic drive sound and a higher gain drive sound, if you you know you you lot of your sound will be around the volume pot somewhere, yeah. whether it's maxed out on ten. I'm running through the overdrive back. pedal. Should I? Would you? Would you again go through use the drive of the amp? Probably. I mean, that's a pretty good sound. If I got that sound for that song, I'd probably be set. Yeah, I know. If you I'm thinking that. Use well. a low gain sound. Try that. Just to try it out. I might need to crank up the volume a bit. Maybe just to get a bit more gain out of it. There. Jumping Jack Flash, it's got this. Sounds bang on the money to me. Perfect. Fun. Okay, well, that was quick. <laughs> a, a lot of the times, unless you're after a, a sound that's, you know, you're trying to really pinpoint the sound on a record. Yeah. You know, I, I used to teach a guy years and years ago, and his, his dad played in a band. Um, in fact, they're still going strong. I'll give them a shout-out. Uh, their name is Tonight Matthew. And they gig a lot around the... Tonight Matthew. Tonight Matthew. They yeah. gig, gig a lot around the south coast and the Brighton area. And they're a very traditional sort of 60s band. They aim to get the sounds as close as possible. And he used to gig using mostly, a, I think it was a sort of a humbucker single, single strap to get a lot of the sounds. Yeah. And then he would have a, um, a Lone Star, Mesa Boogie Lone Star amp and a, a splattering of effects. And he managed to get out of that amp, as far as I understand, all of the sounds that he wanted 
and he was really quite fussy about getting things as period correct as possible. Sometimes I do think that effects, I feel almost you can put effects into eras. Yeah. You know, tape delay, well, that's very much something of the 50s and, and sort of 60s, you know. Yeah. Um, in the 60s, reverb and 50s, you know, well, certainly in the 50s, reverb was usually Fender Spring Reverb, it was a guitar amp. Yeah. You know, in the, in the 60s, they started to develop plate reverbs in studios. Um, then as time went on, as we went into the 70s, you know, you had you had delays in the form of the analog delays rather than tape delays. So Roland had the Space Echo, which was one of the first. Yes. In the yeah. 80s, you had the, the Boss Very DM3. desirable, aren't they, those Space Echo? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I've seen a few from guys that I've known who've had them on sale on um, probably eBay and Facebook and things. But you know, you almost look at every era and go, well, okay, like fifties tremolo, reverb, yeah. tape delay, sixties wah, fuzz, yeah, those were really the the big deals, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. treble boosters, yeah, Off, octave splitters as well in the sixties, seventies phasers. You had a lot of phasing, and then eventually, sort of flanges and things like that started coming out in the seventies. Uh, you had you had some things like the the there's a company called Color Sound that did like fuzz wires and fuzz volumes yeah. and things like that. Where they mixed two effects in one pedal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as we went into the eighties, it was the digital domain. It was digital reverbs, choruses, flanges. You know, things like the you know the sort of infamous delay units and things that gave us pristine delays. Yeah, and then people now, you know, Helix and uh, all that kind of stuff. Helix and the head rush, all that sort of thing, and, and papers. Yeah, people have now kind of managed to fit some of this amazing technology, which once took up loads and loads of room in a rack, and they've put it in little pedal. You know, things like Strymon Timeline, which has now been going for six years. Yeah, Two thousand and twelve, yeah. that came out. Um, you've got all, all sorts of things like that, which offer you an amazing array of effects. Yeah, in a tiny, tiny package, you know, for for a, probably a fraction of what some of that other stuff cost at the time. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, so sometimes when you when you look at the different eras and the different sounds which people got in different eras, you know, some of the '60s sort of guitar sounds like the Beatles, you know, where it's sort of Rickenbackers and, and Gretches and things, the sound can be definitely not a normal Strat or Tele single call. It may be a humbucker, but it's quite a wiry sounding humbucker. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can kind of get, it's not perfect, but you can kind of imitate it a little bit using single coil sounds or the coil tap to thin your humbucker sound out. Mm. You know, then you get people like Paul Kossoff from Free who are using Les Pauls, you know, Les Pauls and Marshall Plexis. Yeah. So you're at the opposite end of the spectrum, it's big, fat tone. Yeah. You know, so you just have to sort of use your use your brain a little bit. You know, as we went into the 80s, people started loading up their guitar sounds with a lot more effects. Yeah. You know, Steve Steve Lukather in the 80s, great player, though he is, he used to ladle it on there. You know, he loved grease, as he put it on his guitar. <laughs> oh, I love that, yeah. <laughs> you want to have a play around? Put it into normal tuning. Oh, you want to have oh go on then. Oof. There you go. Have you got a plectrum there? I've got yours. Splendid. You Suits you, sir. Oh, sorry, I'm just having... Am I having strap failed? No. Okay. 
So let's give it a go. Please pick up some a bash. <laughs> Thanks very much for everything today, Dave. No worries, mate. Always, always a pleasure. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do, and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah.